I'm in Kansas City, just so you know. I'm here because I covered the Steelers game against the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium where there were 70,000 people and where the teams combined to have 106 participants in which the teams also had to deal with COVID. But they did deal with it, which is something that the National Hockey League clearly hasn't a clue how to do. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I do offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. So, the latest as of late last night is that the Penguins game in Toronto that had been scheduled for tomorrow night is now postponed. Just like the Penguins' previous two games. The Penguins' practice, which originally had been set for yesterday, the return to practice, was instead pushed back to today. We'll see if that continues to hold. Evan Rodriguez was placed in COVID protocol, and that's the latest, but most definitely not the last of any of this. And I understand, okay? I'm not one of those people who are pretending there's no pandemic. It's kind of a big deal. And it's important to follow guidelines and to follow what's prescribed for the public health because this is a matter of public health, not individual choices or freedom or any of that other stuff. Okay? I'm not getting weird about this. I am, however, very comfortable pointing out to you that there's a big, big, big difference between how the NFL and the NBA have handled this newest issue, the Omicron variant, and how the NHL continues to just, I don't even know. I I was about to throw in a verb. I don't have a verb for what they've done. Last week, the league basically looked at the remainder of its schedule for the week and just wiped it out for no reason. And when I say for no reason, I don't even mean it in a critical way. I mean that in their press release for postponing all these games, they gave no reason. I went through it three times, and it wasn't very long. There was no reason. In case you're wondering why the Penguins, in particular Sidney Crosby, had no trouble whatsoever being softly critical of losing these games, in particular the the second one against the Flyers, because the Penguins had no real issues, and the Flyers had no real issues. The city of Pittsburgh, the state of Pennsylvania, don't really have an issue, or they wouldn't be allowing games to go on, much less games with full capacity. So why was this one postponed? The answer to that, at least as I see it, 
is that the league has absolutely no plan here. They have nothing that they've put together. So what they said was, oh no, we have no plan. We have nothing that we've put together. So how about if we just, um, let's go over it again this weekend. Okay, cool. All right. We'll just delay everything. All right. That was it. That was it. At least that's all that's apparent. How else to justify wiping out not just Pittsburgh versus Philadelphia, but a bunch of other games that could have gone on just fine? How else to try to rationalize that late last night they put out this big, long memo about how they're going to handle this. And they're going to bring back taxi squads for road trips and all this other stuff that everybody else had figured out forever ago. And in fact, several general managers are known to have contacted the league office practically begging for this very thing. This, this is the garage league thing every bit as much as whenever they let Tom Wilson get away with murder. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Look, I don't know where this is going in the hockey context. Okay, I don't think any of us can know where this is going in the global context. Everything that one reads, notably from overseas, where Omicron has already done its spreading, is that it's very, very contagious, and it's also far less severe in terms of causing illness, hospitalization, and ultimately death. This is good. This is what you want. Not the contagious part, but the, the other thing kind of matters, you know? And what's going to have to happen across sports is that everyone's going to have to figure out a way to play the games. If, as Steve Eiserman was saying in that press conference that went viral last week in Detroit, the players just want to play the games. The teams, I'm certain, just want to play the games. Everyone's going to tiptoe around every syllable that they speak about this because they're going to be perceived as being uh, insensitive to how serious COVID has been, and it has been serious. But if all these adjustments are being made because of this variant, and all this variant has done to date is make people feel a little bit sick for a day or two. 
I mean, can I be the insensitive one then? I mean, you know, I understand there are all kinds of exceptions and uh, immunocompromised people, and I'm not being insensitive to that. But I'm also not insensitive to the concept that civilization does need to proceed or you risk different types of damage. My belief in this moment is that sports can proceed. My further belief is that if and when sports do fully proceed, your National Hockey League will be dead last in that category. When we come back, just one question. Just one question that's brought to you always on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners of this show a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash DK. FuboTV.com slash DK. And today's J1Q comes from Daniel Matos, who asks, One reason Ron Hexall was held in such high regard was his supposedly great skill at drafting and developing hockey players. However, if you look at the current state of the Flyers, doesn't it kind of make you think that maybe his development skills are overrated? Daniel, the Flyers are not a particularly pleasant example that any team executive would want on their ledger, present or past. They've obviously been a pretty big disappointment. And I use that term in what I hope is the appropriate context, because I don't think anybody looked at the Flyers entering the season and saw them as being a bottom dweller. I don't think anybody saw them as a powerhouse either. But they're 12-12-5. They're fifth in the Metro Division. And in fairness, it's worth pointing out that they've won four out of their last five. So maybe that's the beginning of a rebound of some kind. Maybe Carter Hart will figure it out or some of their younger guys that they're hoping to get a lot of offense out of figure things out. And, you know, I don't care about the Flyers. You don't care about the Flyers either, Daniel. Uh, Or you wouldn't be listening to a show called daily shot of penguins what you would care about and you do judging from your question is to what extent hextall might be to blame for this so i feel like the best approach to this would be the obvious which is to look at the draft picks that he has who are still on that roster And I count six of them as regular contributors. That's Hart, of course, Travis Konechny, Joel Farabee, Ivan Provorov, Travis Sanheim, and Oscar Lindblom, who was a really good fifth-rounder a 
feel like throwing out there. Most of these guys were higher up picks, but Lindblom is a really nice guy to get that late in any class. And out of this group, I can't say that anyone's exactly overachieving, which is part of Philadelphia's problem, but I can say that they are part of the team. They're they're regulars, they're mainstays. And that in and of itself is a feather in almost every situation for somebody who's drafting and developing guys. From having spoken with people in Philly over the years, the greater criticism of Hextall was that he was painfully slow to act, to respond to what fans there saw as being teams worth adding to, that he he would never quite push the Flyers over that vital edge. And, you know, these are these are tough, tough things to gauge. You know, Hextall probably lost his GM's job out there because he insisted on protecting Hart. The Flyers have been so miserable in goal for so long that Hextall was actually their last good one, okay? And he kind of understands the position. And when everybody wanted Hart brought up, even as a teenager, he was the one saying, no, 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 give him time, let him mature. Well, guess who ended up being correct on that count? Flyers brought up Hart right away. Like, Hextall wasn't even halfway out the door. And Hart was on his way up from the AHL. It hasn't worked out. The goaltending is still the thing that's hurting the Flyers. More than anything else, it's still that. So if you want to get on Hextall for drafting Hart, who was a second-round pick, I mean, that's a pretty good second-round pick. You know, teams don't like running the risk of taking goalies in the first round. Tristan Jari's a second-round pick. And any development issues anyone might have with Hart, I'm sorry, that's not on Hextall's watch. That's after he's gone. Has this class of younger players in Philly risen up to the hype? And it was a lot of hype. Some of you will remember at the time, oh, wait till you see this group get to the NHL. They're going to be the next dot, 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 take the Flyers to the promised land and all this other stuff. No, they haven't been. They haven't been. But they've been out of Hextall's care for quite a while. They did get to the NHL. They did occasionally, every one of those names that I've mentioned to you, make an impact in the NHL, but they haven't been consistent. That's not on Hextall's watch. It's just not. I appreciate the question, Daniel. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.